Episode 79, The Holy Innocence. The feast we celebrate comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2. Let me just read that first. Herod, perceiving that he was deluded by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and sending killed all the male children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the borders thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice in Ramah was heard, lamentation and great mourning, Rachel bewailing her children, and would not be comforted, because they are no more. So there's an interesting theme in these days following Christmas. We, as I mentioned before, immediately turn our minds to the reason why Christ came into the world, to shed his blood for us, and that's why martyrs, Feast of Martyrs, occupy this octave of Christmas. We already had the Feast of St. Stephen, the very first martyr, and now we celebrate the Holy Innocents, who are also considered martyrs, but in a different way. So with the Feast of St. Stephen, we had a martyr who was a martyr both in will and in deed. That is, he willingly accepted martyrdom and was actually martyred. St. John the Evangelist, who we celebrated yesterday, was the only one of the apostles who was not martyred, though he had the will to shed his blood for Christ, but did not actually shed his blood in martyrdom. So you have a martyr in will, but not in deed. And here with the innocents, you have a unique situation where you have martyrs in deed, but not in will. If all the male children killed two years old and under are the holy innocents, then of course they did not have the will, they didn't have full use of their reason, so they couldn't assent to martyrdom in the same way. But they were martyred indeed. And some people think, well, that doesn't really count. You know, to be a martyr, you have to willingly embrace martyrdom, and someone has to kill you out of hatred of the faith, the hatred of Christ. But I would say the holy innocents are indeed martyrs, and in a very unique way, because they didn't just die out of love for Christ or anything like that. We know they didn't know him, but rather they died in his place. Right? Those murders were intended to kill Jesus as a child, and they died in his place. So it's a very unique and special kind of martyrdom that they suffered. And to think that Christ wouldn't reward those little ones who died in his place with the crown of martyrdom and sanctity is a silly thing to think. You know, of course they received the crown of martyrdom and sanctity. Little children who died in the place of Jesus, they probably hold a really special place in the heart of Christ. The reading in, the, in today's Office of Readings by St. Quodvold Deus puts it beautifully in this reading saying, The children die for Christ, though they do not know it. The parents mourn for the death of martyrs. The Christ child makes of those as yet unable to speak fit witnesses to himself. See the kind of kingdom that is his, coming as he did in order to be this kind of king. See how the deliverer is already working deliverance, the savior already working salvation. But you, Herod, do not know this and are disturbed and furious. While you vent your fury against the child, you are already paying him homage and do not know it. How great a gift of grace is here. To what merits of their own do the children owe this kind of victory? They cannot speak, yet they bear witness to Christ. They cannot use their limbs to engage in battle, yet already they bear the palm of victory. So that's very beautifully put, pointing out that while Herod is trying to crush a rival king, he is actually making saints in that kingdom, that heavenly kingdom. And this is a pretty old feast. It goes back pretty far. We have evidence of it in the Leonine Sacramentary, which is a very old copy of the missal or sacramentary, the book used to celebrate Mass, which contained all of the texts of the Mass and the texts of the various feasts, and that dates from about 485. 
And again, I know I say this often, but if it's in a sacramentary, if it's in an official liturgical text, that means it was already a long-standing tradition before that. Something is a long-standing tradition before it is codified in any particular official text of the church. So it goes back pretty far, and, and it makes sense why. It's a very striking event that there are these little children who die in Christ's stead. And so their sanctity was already considered very obvious from the beginning. This is a good day to ask the intercession of these holy innocents for people that are struggling with the loss of a child. I can't imagine there's anything more difficult than losing a child. So asking these holy innocents for their intercession to comfort those who are dealing with such a loss is a good thing to do today, a good work of charity, good spiritual work of mercy. I'll just conclude with a prayer uh, to the holy innocents. Holy innocents, you died before you were old enough to know what life means. Pray for all children who die young, that God may gather them into his loving arms. Holy innocents, you were killed because one man was filled with hatred. Pray for those who hate, that God may touch their hearts and fill them with love. Holy innocents, you experienced a violent death. Pray for all who are affected by violence, that they may find peace and love. Holy innocents, your parents grieved for you with deep and lasting sorrow. Pray for all parents who have lost young children, that God may wrap a blanket of comfort around them. Holy innocents, those around you certainly felt helpless to prevent your deaths. Pray for all who feel helpless in their circumstances, that they may cling to God for courage and hope. Holy innocents, you who are now in heaven, pray for all of us, that one day we may join you there to bask in God's love forever. Amen.